The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we are going to be discussing the new horror comedy satire something. It's a lot of things, and it's a lot of interesting. <laughs> we all thought it was a lot of awesome, but we'll get to it. Uh, but first, let me introduce who is with us. I'm Ben Haworth, hosting this week, and we are joined by Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter? I'm good. Actually, funny. Like when you said hello, I was and welcome to, and I was. I almost said Geek Space yeah, Nine. I I, I was like <laughs> I'm just so used to like that being like like the like the opening for the three of us. I was just like for 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 you, me, and Sarah. That I was just like. Wait, what are we recording today? I haven't watched the episodes. I'm not caught up yet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a bit of an intruder. This is basically uh, Geek Space Nine Plus One. Yes. <laughs> Trevor, you didn't watch Way of the we're Warrior? We're happy to have you. Come on, I'm Trevor. We're talking it. about Worf. Get on it. <laughs> hey, I, I'm happy to talk about Worf. I probably don't know as much about Worf as you guys, but uh, yeah, I love his his head. We discovered that Peter can do a pretty excellent vocal impression. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. L- yeah l- listen, listen. Oh, watch, no, scratch that. It'll, it'll be like a season on. Be, uh, <laughs> it'll be like a season. It'll, it'll, it'll be a minute before that episode is posted. But yeah, like I just out of nowhere, I, I just, I forget what I said. I, I said something. You have no yeah. honor, or or they yeah, have something no like honor, that. And think, and so we, and we all paused, and they were just like. That's really good. What the fuck? It was really Say good. Say that again. It was really impressive. Wow, those dulcet but tones. But we digress. <laughs> yeah, no, no offense, Peter, but I don't generally think of you as a person doing like a deep voice uh, imitation. It's not what I would. Beg no, you yeah, for. like what, what like it, it, it's not, it's not often that that I truly like bust out like my like I'm going to talk in a very deep voice because I'm just having a very serious conversation and this is the kind of setting that oh. I'm in like right it happens oh. it totally happens yeah. <laughs> just not much right right yeah. right well we're also joined by Trevor Flynn how are you Trevor I'm doing all right I've just been uh, moving into my apartment this week and figuring out what it's like to be a tenant with a relationship with a landlord. So that's been a new life experience for me. Adulthood. Yes, and, I, did, uh, I did that once. Yeah. It was uh, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's life, man. <laughs> life. Can, Adult what, stuff. What can I say? Adult uh, stuff. I just, just want to play Horizon Zero Dawn. Exactly. And speaking of, how are you, Sarah Becker? I am fantastic. Thank you, Ben. Very good. Well, we're not going to be doing Trailer Corner this week, because we're also doing Logan this week, and Logan will be our, our big episode, so we'll talk about all the big trailers that came out this week for that, so we'll just get right into it. Well, actually, we won't get right into it, because you got to listen to an ad. Ha-ha! For you <laughs> listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, for this week, for the horror enthusiasts out there, I would like to recommend the book It, the classic Stephen King book. Uh, and I recommend it because if you buy this book, you are going to not need another book for a whole month because it is 45 hours long. And it is well worth it. I read it a long time ago as a kid, and it is a really fun book. Much better than the miniseries. I'm sorry, that miniseries is overrated. Fight me. 
I will <laughs> tell you right off. <laughs> and even better for our listeners, the book currently is priced on Audible for $37 at 79 cents. Kind of hefty. But if you get a 30-day trial, you'll get this book for... Drumroll, please. Zero dollars. That's right. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Tuscan. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Tuscan to get your free audiobook. All right. So this week we are talking about Get Out, which is the first directorial film from Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame. So here is the synopsis. Now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet-the-parent milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with Missy and Dean, her parents. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial marriage. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he could never imagined. And with a plot that description so vague i'm so happy we have a spoiler podcast because i don't know how we would talk about this thing yeah without spoilers that's virtually impossible so good luck to any podcast or review out there who is like dodging all of the plot points not trying not to say anything oh, because boy. your job is much more difficult than us we're just like you know what fuck we're gonna say everything yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, it's all brainwashing. All right, Peter, <laughs> uh, you're one of the big proponents of this film. Yeah. Uh, we're, we all were excited for it, but I think you were one of the most excited. So tell me, what made you so excited about this film? And did it live up to your expectations? Um, I, I, well, I, I remember when you posted the trailer, um, when, you, when you first posted the trailer uh, m- many months ago on our, on our group chat, and you basically premised, you basically prefaced it with, "This is the most original, this most original premise for a horror film that I have ever seen in my life, or at least recently." And I remember watching that trailer and, and then realizing, "Wait, this is Jordan Peele of Key and Peele." And I think the reason why I was, I think the reason why I was most excited, probably out of all of us, to see this movie is because. I don't do horror films at all. I don't like being scared. And this is the first one that I legitimately wanted to watch because I because I wanted to know what the hell the twist was. <laughs> and did it live up to that? Totally, because like okay, you know, fucking spoilers. Um like <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I was gonna dodge around it. I, I I thought I thought that what was going on was that was that Rose's mom, Missy had like had, had basically hypnotized all these all, all these all these black all these black folk to, to like to to put to put them in a kind of to put them in the kind of mythical slave days every, like i think they, they're all happy to do their job song of the south nice type, servants si- type, song of yeah. the south-esque type of shit come to find out no they're doing they're they're they're, they're doing something that is clo- they're doing something that is, that is closer to like Wow, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a, a, a series of nerdy references. Kingdom Hearts, go for it. Go for King, it. Kingdom Hearts, Master Xehanort taking over Terra's body slash Ghost in the Shell type of shit, and it was yes. it, like I was not expecting that, but I'm so happy that that's what it was because it made it so much better. <laughs> How about you two, Trevor and Sarah? What are your thoughts on Get Out? 
I really liked it. I was I, just a personal thing. I don't really do horror movies either. I don't like being scared either. Uh, for me personally, this wasn't really. I mean, it it was it was scary, but in the kind of like psychological thriller thing and you know with the exception of some well-placed loud high-pitched musical cues it wasn't scary heavy heavy air quotes mm -hmm. right so it was good for me but it was still a a unique premise once again and well executed and well acted and i i, I didn't expect the twist which is the sign of a good twist i guess yeah uh this is a fascinating film. It, it is. is so bizarre, and I appreciate so much that it doesn't. It goes completely crazy, which I like a lot. I, I really do feel like Jordan Peele is. He made a film that could easily have been above the art form. This is one of my problems with a very good film, but a film I don't love as much as most people. Cabin in the Woods, uh, which is a similar mm -hmm. sort of take on the horror movie genre. That's more about horror movies. Well, this is more using horror movies to explore social issues but that film always felt like it was like oh you horror films you're so banal and silly it always felt sort of above it but this one just reveled in having a great horror movie and great i haven't had this much fun in a movie theater i can't remember the last time honestly like to be it's a thrill ride yeah to be thrilled and made to laugh all in the same experience i mean like sarah was talking about it wasn't necessarily as scary as it was suspenseful but just like some of those close-ups, man, and that acting. Whenever he, uh, whenever the the maid that they have in the house, oh, yeah, like Georgina. he has that confrontation with her, which was in the trailer, which is where she just starts crying and like shaking her head, like no, 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 no it's fine, it's no. fine, and like it's a super close-up, like wide angle. It's moment. so oh, good. God, yeah. And I'm just like shrinking into my seat, and then like ten minutes later, I'm laughing out loud, and it's just I have never had an experience like that. Well, that's not quite true. There was another horror movie I had actually watched recently called um, with Alan Tudyk uh, called John and uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, I knew that's a great. Then film. I knew you would have heard of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Very a parody of the horror. It's a straight up parody of the horror genre. Where like the um, help me out the, the yeah. It's basically like the it's like your classic hillbillies kill stuff, but the hillbillies are nice people and the teenagers accidentally kill themselves constantly. <laughs> it's all misunderstanding. Oh yeah. Right. That sounds great. And so people come around and like a guy accidentally fell into a wood chipper and they have his legs and like, what? No, no, he fell in. <laughs> like, it's a very good premise and very, very fun. The difference between like that and this is that's like a one-off joke that kind of keeps running for the whole movie. This has the whole actual social issue in there the whole time and it's like... The tension from the suspense actually comes from like how bad is it kind of you know like you could almost believe anything that's what made the twist so like oh okay it's like literally they're like taking over white people's bodies just for like this like mind control thing yeah it's it's, yeah. it's such an interesting take on so many societal issues that are affecting that have always been around but are especially affecting things right now just like just from the beginning where it's just really well done one take or it's just this black guy walking alone in a suburban area, which you usually view as, you know, safe, we're going to quote, and he feels completely unsafe and completely out of his environment and completely not okay. And there's just this great moment where this white car comes up and just slowly pulls up to him and he looks and he goes, not today. Like, nope, like, <laughs> he just walks away. away from it. Nope, nope. Uh, to, to, that's what I think is so good about the satires. I feel like there's moments that are very clearly ridiculous, but 
can be relatable and i'm curious if you've ever had this peter but like the scene that i really think about is the scene where he's going to the party and all these people are looking at him and they're like oh you have such strong muscles and like they're all like touching right. him and like basically treating him like this animal and a piece of meat and i feel like that's something i've heard black men say that like people have done to them in the past but here they are literally treating him like a piece right. of meat because they want to see if they want his body <laughs> to put their mind inside of it <laughs> it's so weird to say out loud oh my god right because uh, it's like it just takes it to this weird level but right. that's it that's the film <laughs> right because 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 especially especially for that garden party scene when when they're like all touching and i'm asking and asking and asking him questions like i was actually starting to like I I I I think he I think he talked talked to his friend Rod afterwards. But but he, but even then, like even then, um, I'm watching this. I'm just like, I'm just like, this is like he's standing up on a platform, and they're all like, and and this is like literal, like like even before the whole mind body switcheroo thing came up, it was more of like. As, as more of like, are they like auctioning him in the sense of just wanting to buy him and like serve them, like just like him as himself? Right. Like that's what it felt like, and it was so weird. And but 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 then but then like when when you, when you step when you step back, or at, le- at least for me, when I when I stepped back and 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 away from the kind of I guess that uh, point of view, it just re- it, it just reminded me of it reminded me of of so of so much, especially on this. Honestly, when I like when I got to college, how many people just like so, so wanted to do something as simple as touching my hair, and it was like mm-hmm. you, you was like, and it was like back off, you can't do that. <laughs> A because I don't know you like that. B because that's fucking weird. C I have my hair combed or brushed in such a way, and you're fucking it up. And even though you can't tell that it's fucked up, I and every other black person on campus knows that it's <laughs> fucked up now. And I don't need that kind of shit. I don't need though. I don't need their eyes judging me from like fifty feet away. There's a great. That reminds me of that joke in Zootopia. Uh, That's still such a. Oh my damn god! Good yes, beat. so funny. <laughs> you can't just you touch can't a sheep's just hair. Touch a sheep's hair. I died at that moment. I was just like, oh god, that's me. I couldn't. I was. I, I had my hand on my eyes because, like, I can't believe they're making this joke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I remember. I remember watching that scene in Zootopia, and like, when it's like, you can't just touch a sheep's hair. And I was just, and, and I'm, and, and I start, and I started like going through like the very small list of friends that I have that, like, where it's like totally okay for, like, totally, like, totally okay for them to do that. And like, and the, and uh, and ironically, the first on the the first person on the list was Will, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it's like, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. Will's one of the few people where I had no problem just walk where he just walk and be like, hey, and I'd be like, what? What's up? <laughs> you were gonna say something earlier, Trevor? Oh, just as long as we were at the party, uh, I also really liked whenever they're like, "So, what is your take on the African American oh experience?" God. And he's just like, hey, "Man, <laughs> you want to get this one?" Because that's really fucking weird. Uh, like, I, like, I am not going to like, I am not yeah. about to stand up here and be the voice of my entire group of my entire like, ethnic race like, racial group. Yeah, and and again, like a great satirical moment where I'm sure that like that's just such an awkward, dumb white person question that I'm sure many people have heard. That was that entire. But scene. like, they are actually scouting him to know what it's going to be like when they are black people. Later. <laughs> Part of what I thought really made the whole premise work was his relationship with his girlfriend, and she was awesome. I give Allison Williams oh, might that be was, the best performance. Yeah. That was my me. favorite twist because it's I just hate her face because I'm coming at her from like. <laughs> from like her background in girls and she's just like my least favorite character in that show that I stopped watching because they're all just terrible people and I couldn't do it anymore. (laughs) That aside, 
Uh, I really loved it when she turned out to be just like a sociopath because the whole time she's kind of gaslighting him a little bit because he's got like these issues with her family and like he's getting the vibe and she's just like making fun of him and making light of it the whole time to where like, oh, right. he just must be too sensitive or he just might be, you know, like overreacting or whatever, which is like a real. Well, she a real does a very good thing where he. They do a very smart thing where he sort of accepts their weirdness. Like, there's that great moment scene in the police where the police pull him over and they do the shitty thing and they ask for his ID even though he wasn't driving. And he's just like, no, it's fine. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't care. Whatever. I deal with this all the fucking time. Here's my ID. And she's like, no, 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 no. So it's like, she's trying to be the white knight and clearly right. superior. But to the point where it's like, if you're this much of a white knight and superior to your family, how do you not know that they're just fucked up? And then it's like, of course, it's yeah. like it's all like they, they, yeah, like they, they, they give you all of these clever hints. They give all all of these small hints of of what's going on from from um from from from, from Rose's dad uh from Rose, Rose's dad um God, what's his name Dean? Yeah, Dean Dean giving him a tour of the house and and they're, and, they're, and and he's and he's talking about his dad and how, and and how and how he was like this close to like this close to qualifying for the Olympics and how he lost to a black man and come to, and come to, and come to find out who like who who's who's whose mind whose mind is his, is his is his dad in but Walter and what and what do we see Guy's and running. what do we see Walter doing like early in the film just fucking running big ass mm-hmm. strong guy yeah. just running and it's like why oh and, yeah and the and the grandfather was the one who came up with the procedure so it's like he spent his whole life trying to be that genetically superior again yeah yeah that twist that was one of those where i was like oh i should have seen that coming Same. and of course the the maid is the grandma of course oh right. shit uh, yeah and it's such a great pacing and timing whenever she's in the car with him that you figure it out that's like oh shit or it's or just a little hurt. thing where you, i didn't even notice why everyone was wearing hats yes yeah. that, like everybody's yeah. wearing hats and then later on you see there's giant scars right here where their brains have been put in mm-hmm. just, uh, i was like i didn't yeah. even notice that everyone was wearing hats right <laughs> but it's like a great little subtle thing because it's like because like yeah. in that final scene a, 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 after after chris hits georgina and 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 he's like and he's like s- sitting there you know he shouldn't go back to get her for some reason but you're just not completely quite sure until she flips out and until she flips out and then you see rose where she's like grandma and you're just like oh <laughs> no oh yeah god so good and and i just love the visual imagery so much in this film where you can almost overread it but i don't know if you can overread it in a sense but just like the wonderful imagery that when she's like herself uh allison williams's character she's like in all white with a with just drinking milk with a black straw and all the fruit loops dry in a bowl and it's like that's the best psychotic creepy image i think i could possibly come up with never have fruit loops been more sinister and she just takes one and eats it like a piece of it i'm like oh you're the worst person and she's listening to and she's listening to i've had the time of my life by by medley and warns and it was just like oh why is this the time of Googling her life NCA prospects. And, Right, like, like, just like immediate, just immediate, and and you can tell that, like, like she's looking for someone who's physically superior because she's like NCAA players, and you're just like, what? Like, this is your research? Yeah, and just like the little things, like I realized later on that, like, Chris is a famous, it seems like a fairly prominent uh, photographer, or at least people know his name, yeah, knows him, yeah, and then uh, 
Andre is a jazz musician who seems like sort of well known. So it's like she's definitely going for like different types of black people, which is really creepy. So it's like the cool jazz guy and the smarter artist guy and the physically fit NBA player later on. It's just like, oh, it's just so like categorical and and oh, it's just great. <laughs> and then, and then, and then be, and then because because those are the kind of people that 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 they that they are seeking out. It it makes it makes you wonder about like all these people who showed up at the garden party. It's like. These are because you realize these are these people are literally clients. These people mm-hmm. have they, these people who, these are people who have been told what is going on and they literally want to buy into it. What y'all think of the auction scene? That was a very interestingly staged, uh, where With it's sort the of silent and the bingo cards. Like that was yeah. very interesting. I did not. I, that's another thing where like later on I was like, oh, I should have known what that was. I should have figured that out. Yeah, that's one of those symbolism moments I didn't know because it's like it certainly could evoke sort of slave era traditions of of bargaining black people, but they do it in such an interesting, bizarre way where they don't talk and they do this like uh, like hand movements and they all have bingo cards instead of auction cards. It was fascinating. Yeah, like like because I I don't think I've ever even thought of like bingo cards can be used for auctioning because you because you always just have like you always have like I feel I feel little flags that people that people raise up with numbers, but that. I, I I have to commend Peel on Peel on like on kind of masking overall that scene where it's like I'm gonna just do something that's kind of out like out out of left field, bingo done <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Actually, when that scene first began and all you can see is Dean just holding up fingers or whatever, mm-hmm. I honestly thought it was gonna like zoom out and they were doing something really harmless like playing charades. It's <laughs> like really ominous music, but then it's like, oh no, there's there's something weird going on. And then and then here. you see, it, just, it was bingo. And then and 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 just how Chris's picture was sta- was there next to him just made it even stranger. Oh god. That was weird. Just by itself, it's like, why yeah, do you have? It's like, like, why do you have this a funeral picture? How did he get it? Is my question. clearly probably rose. his website, just like Jack has on his website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a photographer. Yes, yeah. actually. <laughs> I have to really commend that the cast. I feel is very specific in a very interesting way. Where, where I heard one podcast say that like Allison Williams is like the perfect basic Becky person in real life you know just like the most basic white girl of white girls yeah. that you can basically have i realized i said i hate her face earlier without qualifying that i didn't actually hate her face but i mean that's all i've seen her play right so, so it's wait, like who? she's so good wait, at it uh allison williams and, she's oh, yeah. in, uh, and uh bradley whitford is like this anyone who's watched west wing knows he's like the most liberal like super positive let's all get along character on west wing right catherine keener is like always the liberal mom who's like super sweet and lovely and everything and i just i feel like there was very specific awesome casting like let's cast people that white people love and then like completely subvert them and make them so yeah because it it, it was it was a mix of like let's cast white let's cast white people that black people love and and then but but then but then one of the one of the people one of the people in the cast who, who i was surprised to see but i was actually very happy to see and this actually and this played kind of right into it. White people who black people love, but 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 then but then black actors who but then black actors who black who black people will re- will recognize from past from from past TV and be like, I know your face was um <laughs> was uh 
uh, Erica Alexander, the uh, the 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 police the police officer or detective woman uh, who who Rod went to because because um, the the last time I consciously saw her, um, she uh, she played she played the role of um, of Pam Tucker on the Cosby Show, and then she and then she played ah. and then she played and and then she played um she and then. Uh, she played the the attorney Maxine Shaw on Living Single with with Queen with Queen Latifah. Wow, interesting. Right, and, and so like so, so seeing so seeing her and like and just seeing that absolute sass and wit come through, I was just like, I, I, it was just like I know this woman, I know people like this. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> I. Uh... I in particular wanted to praise the uh, the visuals in this film are incredible, and especially the hypnotism scene. I thought it was just fabulously mm, edited. Yeah. Um, hypnotism can so often be cheesy on film, and I think the sound effects of just that spoon scraping slowly over and over, and then it just slowly dawns, and you're like, "That's the trigger. That's the that's the hypnotism trigger." Was just phenomenal to me. So I want to um, bring up something that I thought during the movie that didn't exactly distract me because it's just kind of how the plot works. It's hypnotism. I kind of get that. Just for the record and for my sanity and for our all um, <laughs> comfort, <laughs> that is not how hypnotism works. You can't right. be hypnotized forcibly. The whole idea of hypnotism is that it's by suggestion. You have to want to be hypnotized right, right. Totally. in order for it to totally. work. So. That's just kind of something I had to tell myself after the film was over. Right. To be able to go to sleep, you know, so just wanted to put that out there for anyone who might still be troubled by that. Yeah, I, um, so next time you see someone with uh, with tea and a spoon, you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no I, I love that whenever they're like, they, oh, it's so whenever, good. After he's killed everyone else and like she's the only one left and they just, they look at the cup on the table for a minute and he's like, no. And you know, he breaks it before she can get to it. It's like, it's like, it was what, what, so what you, silly and so great. Yeah, that's what I love about this film is that they can get to such a yeah that silly moment where they two people look at a a cup of tea and it's like a, a jumping for the gun sort of joke. exactly it's, it's like brilliant. that's it's like that's but not it necessarily a weapon totally the tension was there it was it was great yeah I love how he just does have to murder them all too that like and he kind of he like yeah. kind of almost loses his humanity. And becomes, I mean, I don't know. This part's maybe arguable. I don't know if the social, like, dark criticism. Oh, Trevor's going deep. Let's do it. They're like, okay, okay. Like, he almost becomes as, like, animalistic as, like, potentially they view black people to be. Yeah. He has to kill them all to get out of there. And then, of course, there's the moment where the cop car rolls up and he's just standing over um, his girlfriend, like, choking her with, like, another dead body behind him. Just like, well, this isn't what it looks like. (laughs) Yeah, no, I thought that's what the horror was going to be, that he would go to jail for killing the nice white people, quote-unquote, you know what I mean? And, like, just, and just setting, and and just setting the whole animalistic... house on fire, you know. Yeah, and like, to the house on fire, there's no evidence of what they've done and all that, yeah. Mm. But uh, I'm so glad it didn't turn out that way. Thank, Me too. Thank but like God that, for Rod. That horror in his face when he saw the cops, I, I got it, I was like... There's no way they're gonna believe. <laughs> right? Uh, Anybody else have people like groaning in their theater? Like, yeah. oh same, man, same. because like, because like, like everyone in my theater, like when when that when he rolled up, we were all just like, please. Like, I, I there's there was actually a guy like who's sitting like right in like right in the row in front of me with with this friend. I just heard I just heard him I heard him quietly. He was just like, oh god, please no. 
<laughs> and did anyone else have applause whenever the door of the cop car opens and it says airport on yes. it? Not actual applause. TS motherfucking A. Not actual applause. <laughs> I clapped There that. were definitely some people who were just like, yes. Like, <laughs> like I loved that Can moment. Can we just say how awesome Rod is? Rod is the fucking best. I love Rod. We all need friends like He's Rod. Great. Yes. So, Rod felt to me like Jordan as a huge horror fan, like making the character he always wanted in horror movies. Who's just like, nope, this shit's fucked up. I know this shit is <laughs> fucked up and I don't believe a second of it. That moment is so great. He just gets in the car. There's a moment silence. Like, I told you not to go to that. <laughs> How'd you find me? I'm the TS motherfucking T-S. A. We save our own. <laughs> I, we, we handle our business. Consider this motherfucking handle. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I love how just flustered he gets whenever um, his, uh, the girlfriend character just call he's calling her to try to figure out what's going on so she just starts like coming on to him to make him uncomfortable to get him to hang up and leave her alone and he just freaks the fuck out i love mm-hmm. that was hilarious it's so oh, i love that moment because so many fucking characters just switch on a dime to like have an extra body count you know what i mean and he's like no you're like my best friend's girlfriend what the fuck is wrong with you right you crazy bitch <laughs> like my i i was so happy the audience cheered when like she did that thing, and he just pauses. He goes, this bitch is lying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to record your ass. Other favorite, just minor rod line, is he's putting down on the notes what's possible, and he's, he has magic, and he just crosses like, magic ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> it was just like a quiet little moment, but it's like, I love that. <laughs> magic That's ain't <laughs> great. <laughs> I, I think Rod is just so great because so many – particularly black characters in horror films are just dumb you know and are written dumb and do very dumb things as well as i think in a sense this is where my mind opened over reading it but this is one of those movies you want to kind of overread. but like there's often been a tradition that black audiences that go see horror films yell out at the movie going what the fuck are you doing you idiot yeah, and it was like sort of it's... having a black audience character in the movie commenting on it yeah, a little bit and that's I kinda, kind of, that's yeah. i i think that's kind of a thing and I, I think I think it's it's I think it's very much a cultural thing, be, and 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 I think a, I think a lot of it comes from uh, churches that are predominantly black because because right. because I, I know participation right element. because I, because there there is that there is that whole tradition of call and response both both uh, both um, like from, from from everything from when the choir is singing to when to to when the pet to when the pastor is preaching um and and and, ha- and have and having having responses from the audience you know like can i can i can i get an amen amen god is good all the time all the time god is good and so and so i think that also translates to watching film because because i know that for me personally for example when i saw district 9 Every time that man picked up the phone, I want I wanted to yell at the screen in a yell at the screen in a room full of people. Why are you picking up your damn phone? The first time I'll <laughs> forgive. The second and third time, every time you pick it up, the, like the police find you in thirty seconds. I don't give a shit if it's your wife. Break your phone and leave it and leave it. <laughs> like so I so I so like you said, definitely appreciated having Rod in that film. Rod in that film because I was just like I don't have to say anything. You're saying exactly what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> the sex slaves. I told you the sex slaves. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna quote all the Rod lines. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's, He's just so damn character. quotable. <laughs> He's like, he's like doing sex leaves and shit. shit. I'm sorry, I mean say shit, shit. And you're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I, I want to just praise real quick, that I find very interesting, is this is a a, a new 
big success for a guy named Jason Blum, who has become a big member, uh, part of the horror community for this uh, production company called Blumhouse. And he's sort of known for making these movies that are all under like $5 million that basically will make their money back no matter what. But he seems to be taking a lot more risks as he did Split last month, which was a very odd, <laughs> interesting film and sort of gave uh, M. Night Shyamalan a, a new chance in Hollywood after he crapped himself out. And I think it's very interesting that we're starting to see these low-budget films like The Witch and this that can necessarily make their money back just from like horror audiences, even if it doesn't do well. This film's doing very well in the box office. But I like seeing that these films are giving a lot of a risk because I think you go to a big studio and say, I want to make a social satire about how black people feel in America. They're going to go, no! And the fact that this is making a lot of money shows that those risks and those creativity and doing something a little more daring like this can actually pay off. So it's just a minor little rant I wanted to do. No, no, yeah. It's like, go ahead. Peter. No, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I, I agree with that because, uh, because, because actually uh, I, I, I'm actually sure it was shown for y- for y'all too, but, but one, of, one of the trailers that was, that was shown ahead of get out was the Belko experiment, which is also, which, which, which is, which is also a, Blum, a Blumhouse production. And so, and so, I remember, and so I was watching that and it was like, that is, a very interesting premise on you know you have, you have these people that you work with if your life is threatened what will you do to what will you do to make sure that you yourself stay alive yeah it's just a kind of weird dark fucked up kind of movie that you don't know you could get more than five million dollars for but that one i hope we do not go see that seems a little bit more you know gory and violence and yes. I'll agree. those it parts is... of horror movies that i really do not enjoy i'll agree i'll agree but so, yeah um it probably helped a lot with this one like you were saying as far as the production chances go that jordan peele was coming off of uh what that is his name right yeah yes jordan peele yeah yeah i was coming off of uh key and peele and like he's already like it was weird how much because i've seen like a little bit of their show and Mm -hmm. some of it was hit or miss for me like some of their comedy is kind of based on the fact that they recreate these you know sort of like almost snl style sketches only with like really good production values yes yes so like it's in a real movie so it was just kind of like just an extension of that and just for some reason like having been aware of their sort of sense of humor and how that works on their show and that kind of like parody element in there, even when I didn't even necessarily always laugh at the show because I knew that's kind of like how it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. And I know that that sounds like a, like a poor criticism of a film humor, but like that made me appreciate the humor in the film all that more. Cause it's just kind of like, you I don't know, know because that voice, realism yeah. is there. Yeah. No, it's totally. And, he's often done sort of horror cliches and and style editing and visuals in the past before the one that comes to mind is just a really hilarious lmfao parody where basically it's called all night it's called all night party but then the bit is that as the party goes on they realize they're stuck in a purgatory hell of a party that they can never escape and it's such a dark weird premise but it's so well done and that's what i think is so interesting about this is uh, Keanu, their first film, which they didn't direct, but they Key, Keegan, Michael Key, and Jordan Peele both wrote and starred in, felt more like, and was directed by a director of many of their um, episodes of TV show, um, felt like it was just a series of sketches. And a lot of people were sort of worried that Jordan and Keegan mm-hmm. would sort of progress from that. And this definitely felt like an extended sketch almost, but it had such good structure to it and that's what i'm really impressed with is that i think he's kind of past the idea that he'll just be a sketch guy because like 
he really showed in this film i thought that he has the capacity to tell a very long interesting story with excellent classic horror structure which is so good to me because it's just nice to see like a classically done horror film but with very interesting thematic elements to it yeah and he uh i read somewhere he was thinking about doing a whole series of movies i was about to ask that trevor yeah yeah. (laughs) sorry to it no that's all right how how do y'all feel about that do you feel like you should keep doing these sort of social satire horror movies or would you like to see him do something different i quite like the idea actually as long i mean if 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 they get too scary then i'm gonna stop seeing them but it's like this level but dealing with other social issues or further developing on this one i think they did a really good job i want to see him do it again right and part of me is just like i want to see like a gay themed horror film i know what that would be I love I the idea. I'm not as optimistic that like he can just like pick different issues and like you right. can just be that creative every time. That kind of reminds right. me of like Sufjan Stevens wanting to make an album about every state in the United States and he only made it to three kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was eventually like, I don't know what to say about Arkansas. <laughs> he did all the north, the the pretty hilly rivery mountains. That's his mm. style. But I think once you get to the desert, Sufjan was like, I don't know. I don't know about Arizona. It's very sparse Sorry. instrumentation, you know. <laughs> no, I, I, but as as you said if they did a, a gay one i just need one like a side joke about a stray bullet for, i like, knew it was coming mm-hmm. i knew it was coming oh, it'll be there. i'm sure it'll be there at this point oh i i had to warn I sarah ahead of time it. that there was a, a dead lesbian in this movie but she 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 could she confirmed it was okay <laughs> she was not yes upset. in the in the context of the film it, it works and they're not you know, Chris doesn't go to kill the lesbian. He kill, goes to kill the crazy white bitch that's <laughs> taken over her mind. Who's the lesbian? Georgina. Georgina. They show all, all those pictures remember, of uh, yeah. her previous... All those uh, pictures in the closet and Rose, you know, with all these black men. Yeah. And the last one is just taking a selfie with a black woman. And now, to, to, to say that the character is actually LGBT is an We're assumption. We're assuming. Yeah. But... It, it it fits. Wait, she's sorry. I'm still. Not, Rose is taking a selfie with a black woman, who is. Yeah, it's all all the selfies you're taking are yes. former. But Georgina, yeah. I thought was her grandmother. Well, she the white lady is her grandmother who's taken over Georgina's mind. Right. But where did the body come from? The body. Was, oh, and so Georgina originally had, was in a sexual relationship. Some with, kind of relationship. Um, yeah. With yeah. Allison's character, with the yes, girlfriend, in order to lure into the family. Oh, yeah. I yeah. missed yeah. everything. Yeah. I did not see in that context. Yeah. I totally yeah. missed that. That's yeah. my bad. No, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, like I, we said, it was more. It was okay because it was showing that she went to like crazy. Not obviously, I'm saying crazy in a well. certain sense, but like she was such a sociopath that she could basically pretend to be a lesbian. Swing both ways. To, mm-hmm. Just yeah. for that. Yeah, that's. Right. Uh, yeah, that does up the stakes, kind of. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I, I, I'm, I too am definitely interested in, in, in what, in what else Peel can come up with, um, as far, as far as making like these kind of, these, uh, social issue horror films. My, I, I, I guess my, I guess my two biggest things is that, is, is that, a, with the awesome success that get that Get Out has gotten, I don't want like everything even though it's an even though it's totally inevitable everything that comes afterwards to be held up to the exact same standard so that so that even if it's like slightly 
like like slightly not as good. People be like, he's yeah. losing form. This is bullshit. He can't even get out. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? He's lost his mind. Um, but the um, but but then but then secondly, depending on what issue he go, depending what issue he goes after, if if and and I and I think. I would like to think that that Peel is a smart enough man that he would do this, if he is going if he is going for an issue that is, in some way outside of his of his realm of experience understanding, he get consultation he get he he get like co writers to come in and be like, mm-hmm. yeah so this is what you want this is what you want to say a little wrong let us steer you in the right direction, right right right, hmm. yeah I'll be extremely curious where he's gonna go from here because. Uh, I heard in an interview with Keegan Michael Key that he was basically like, "I'm the very comedic focused, like let's make jokes, let's make everyone laugh kind of guy." And Jordan Peele's very funny, but he's like very introspective and quiet and kind of a genius. And so, like, that makes me very excited to see how both their careers go on from there because I'm such a big fan mm-hmm. of both. But uh, I think this film's pretty great. Are you guys ready to review it and give it a rating? Yeah, I'm back yep. there. All right. So first up, let's go for Trevor. Nine out of ten. This is the most fun I can remember having a theater. I laughed. I cringed. I closed my eyes and scrunched myself into my chair. I leaned forward to <laughs> the edge of my seat. I gasped. I clapped. It was great. Um, only a nine out of ten instead of a ten because that's not how hypnosis works. That's, not <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. I love it. That's so. fine. All right, Peter. Also, nine out of ten. This, I walked out of this movie immediately wanting to, wanting to text all of you which i did um yeah i yeah fair yeah fair listener i i i i messaged our tuscan shed group basically saying that movie was fucking phenomenal wow i can't i can't say words i was like that movie was fucking phenomenal also by the way i'm never dating any of you <laughs> <laughs> you did say yeah. that for the record you, yeah, you but did. um th- this this movie was so well done how he took how how he so expertly took the how the, the kind of the uncomfortable nature of what it, of, of what it means to be a black person in a white space but then turn but then like have you laughing like laughing for like for like, laughing but then 10 seconds later you're like cringing because you just know that something is totally off like i that that alone made me uncomfortable it's just like i should not be laughing at this this is sick and then but th- but then also just that twist that i was not expecting i was not expecting kingdom hearts slash ghost in the shell type of shit <laughs> and i love that <laughs> so yeah nine out of ten all right Wow, all right. Sarah, what do you give it? I, as well, give this movie a 9 out of 10. I just, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I just don't really believe in giving a film a perfect score, but it was well acted, well produced, dealt with, you know, relevant social issues in a clever way, and I want him to make more of these. All right. And, oi, yeah, all right. I'm just gonna do it. Nine out of ten as well. Yep. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow. Wow. As well. I was I was close on eight point five, but the more I talk about it, you guys, maybe I'm just lazy. But the more I talk about it, the more I do agree that this is just a very impressive it film. And the more I've averaged out to a nine, anyway. This is, this is true. This is true. Unless I went like four out of nowhere, <laughs> no reason. Um, it's uh, yeah. Jack's gonna wish he was here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at that. <laughs> 
Jack's gonna be like, "This is fences all over again." Um, oh, nah, nah, nah. Jack, Jack will see how well made this movie is. I think for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But let's not guess what Jack will say because this is my turn. Um, Sorry, it's a uh, it's a very incredible film. It's one of those films that I'm glad I saw a little while ago, like maybe a week ago, because I've been able to sit on it more, and I was worried I would like I might lower my score because I'm worried I would lower as it my got further and further away from it but the further i get away from it, the more i like it like the more i think about it the more i'm really impressed with with the balance of satire i don't think i've seen a great satire movie forever um and i just love that it is a classic horror film and i'm very much impressed by jordan peele i mean looked at his his the people he worked with they're kind of classic horror guys they make they're sort of journeymen i think he really is the artist of this film and very much deserves all the praise and probably all the money that he's going to get from this <laughs> film uh and I very much want to see whatever he does next uh, because I think he's kind of a genius. And this film is probably going to be my top 10 at the end of the year. I don't, it'll probably be a very good year if it's not. So I very much impressed. So the movie gaming podcast gives get out a nine out of 10. I think we're all pretty okay with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, we um, agree with the critics more or less too. Yeah. Indeed. Other than a, uh, other than a classic uh, Armand White. Armand White, <laughs> you lovable bastard. All right. Well, that will do it for the Movie Gang podcast. Next week we'll be discussing, or soon after we'll be discussing Logan, unless we just get doesn't release and ignore that uh (laughs) i want to thank peter sarah trevor and myself for coming on to this show it is always a joy to do it we are a part of the tuscan shed media network you can see more of our shows at tuscanshed.com we've got animania Uh, trevor sarah you want to talk about what the recent animania discussions are uh, we got Fuka coming up, and Gabriel um, Dropout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of quick looks about whatever is currently airing, just to help you see what you need to drop and what you need to uh, catch up on. And uh, coming up at the end of March, we're going to do a full season review of March Comes In Like a Lion. So stay uh-huh. tuned for that, or depending on when this podcast is released, go find it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ever we all. Indeed. And then I think we'll be released on a Friday, but uh, we'll see. Um, and then uh, we also have uh, Geek Space Nine, which just launched season three episode. Granted, we've just recorded season four, but uh, you can listen to us from the past talk about season three, The Search. This is where Deep Space Nine starts getting good. And uh, you definitely want to hear us follow along as it gets exciting. So be sure to check that out. We also have, of course, Feast for Bros. Uh, office on hiatus right now. But hey, maybe you want to hear what we thought of the last season. So be sure to check out all those things at TuscanShed.com. And if you like this show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it anywhere that you can. It does help us find new listeners. All right, y'all. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.